0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Forging Heroes. Today we're gonna to be talking about freedom versus fear. Now this comes from an idea from a book I've been reading um, called The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. It's a super great read, I think I've mentioned it before. Um, it takes a while to go through it because it's pretty heavy on, on philosophies and ideas, and uh, but it's just chock full of really great principles that totally apply uh, to the hero's journey. And so I kinda wanna spend some time talking about that today. Um, not to kind of be on a downer, but this are these are some kind of things to avoid. I guess these are kind of the some more uh, yeah, it's more bad news I guess I have to deliver to you guys. So the idea is that as as people we have two options in life. We have the option of living uh, in fear or we have the option to live with freedom. Those are our two options. There's nothing else. There's no other yeah, there's no other options. We either succumb to the fear and the, and the struggles we deal with or we have freedom to do whatever we want right that that's the ultimate goal for anybody right is to have the freedom to choose like we've talked about choose bliss choose happiness have that freedom to be who they want to be and do what they want to do but you can't have that freedom alongside fear and that seems like it seems like well this is what i've noticed at least it seems like lately um, there's been a lot of not just lately as in recent weeks but i guess kind of modern history we have this, there's this movement of people saying like, oh, fear is okay. It's okay to feel the fear. And that's true. It's okay to feel it. But it's important to recognize that there is no natural place for fear. I'll talk about what I mean by that. Now, like I said, feeling fear is okay and having that experience, but it's, it's about th- this fear we're talking about is when we intentionally, intentionally live below, you know, our ability to live below our potential, live below our standards, just because we're, you know, afraid of, what might happen, the results of what might happen. We 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 let the fear take over and we surrender the freedom that we could potentially enjoy. Now, it can also be seen in like less effective or more effective ways that are maybe not so blatant and kind of staring us in the face. Like it might not be like a physical fear of something, but it could just be, you know, your need to, not yours specifically, but someone's need to, to impress someone or to make sure that they have a certain image that they live up to. Maybe it's an expectation of a family member or a friend or something like that. It could be just peer pressure that people are afraid of either saying yes to it or saying no to it. There could be just discomfort of trying new things. There could be the fear of failure and just looking embarrassed. There could be just not wanting to try to go for a goal because you're afraid that it might not be worth it. There's a lot of little mini fears that we deal with, little insecurities is another way of putting it, that we deal with every day that are almost more effective in keeping us from our freedom that we so desperately crave and and what we deserve. Now, the thing is, this is what I mean by there's no place for fear is that really there's no wisdom in trying to make fear a positive thing. Like, Oh, it's just, it's okay to have fear. Everyone has fear. Yeah, totally. But we don't need to try to pretend like it's a positive thing. Oh, feeling fear is a good thing. It means you're on the right path. Yeah. But again, we're trying to make it positive thing. Fear is not a good thing. It's a natural thing, and it is a sign of, of growth opportunities. But it's not inherently a good thing. Sure, we can have that optimistic spin on it and being like, "Oh, when I feel afraid of something, that means that I, yeah, I can face my, I can face that fear and, and do something better." But sometimes fear is a is a commonsensical thing. It's there's an, uh, like a metaphor I've heard for for this is if you're trying to make fear a positive thing. Or trying to conceal it and justify having fear. It's like trying to keep a wolf as a pet. It might work out for a little bit, but eventually it will eat you alive. And that's, that's a perfect way of describing this. Yeah, it seems like it's, an, in theory, it seems like a good thing, but eventually it's the results of keeping that fear bottled down and keeping that fear so strongly rooted in your, in your conscious that it'll eat alive any results you want to have. It'll eat alive any of the bravery you might have in facing your fears and and again it's not about the sake of facing the fears it's about having the freedom on the other side of it right now fear really is designed as a it's a it's a human motive of or it's it's designed to keep us alive right it's designed to to keep us away from things that will cause us harm it's it's a motive of diversion right if we feel uncomfortable situation we avoid it right and if you look at kind of an like an evolutionary aspect yeah fear was designed to give people a sense of yeah or lack of security when they were around a, a threat physically just so that yeah you could you could avoid the situation completely it was, it was a way to divert yourself from a dangerous situation that's all it's for that's literally all it's for and and it's crazy that we've we've turned it and kind of corrupted it almost not corrupted i guess it's it's already a, a bad thing, but we've taken this sort of pure human instinct and we are the ones that have turned it and perverted it to this sort of that so this sort of fear that applies to everything. It's something that we used without it, it's a hard pill to swallow, but we use this fear now to to preserve and protect our, our fragile egos and and our whatever dignity we have, right? This is what I'm talking about when it comes to more of the fears that are like maybe social fears or insecurities is another way we put it. And again, this isn't to make, I don't want to make this sound condescending or stab at anybody because we all feel this and, and, it's not something that we've all done. It's just, it's, it's brought up in the language that we use and, and in the, the way we, we treat fear. It's, it's not really our fault in the way that it's been created, but we can do something about it because yeah, it's not natural for us to be feeling fear about things that aren't really that threatening or things that should be natural. If we think about all the greatest leaders and, and, you know, doers, the shakers, the people that made things happen in all of the world's history. Sure. Did they feel discomfort, you know, discomfort and feel a little bit of fear and things? Absolutely. But they didn't let that control their actions. They just kept going. They didn't, they, they recognized that the fear was just a natural process of keeping them from something safe and realizing, eh, it's not that big of a deal. Cause again, like I said, it, it is, I mean, we use language even without realizing we use this innocent language and innocent ways of describing our fear that Helps us justify it so that it can protect our little egos from being crushed from somebody's bad opinion or somebody, you know, embarrassing us. Or it can be, we use this fear to justify us protecting our little bit of dignity so that we don't humiliate ourselves in in front of our coworkers or our friends or something like that. Or we don't want to make a big fool of ourselves. And I'm guilty of this too, just as much as anybody. I I still to this day, am like embarrassment, fear of embarrassment is one of the biggest things that governs my actions and I hate it. I don't like it. It's I you know it's it's restricting me from doing things that I know would make me happy. It's restricting me from things I know would make me feel free and open. And that's what I mean. That's perverted. In no, situ- I mean, and again, it's because we've manipulated. I've I've somehow created this sense of, of you know of insecurity that makes me feel like I will be threatened. My life is threatened if I feel embarrassed, which is obviously not true. Fear isn't fear is meant to keep us from physical harm. That's about it. Somehow we've you know it's evolved to. That, and I've given it all this power in in the in the way that I've acted to, you know, convince myself that emotional trauma is, is physically threatening. And again, I, I'm not saying speaking, you know, there's, there are people that have like serious phobias and, and really deep rooted, uh, tra- yeah, trauma and, and, and that, and that's a totally different thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those, those little fears that, we all kind of know are self-inflicted i'm not i don't want to even have it get in that big discussion about that but i think everyone understands what i'm saying or what the differences between those are and so as far as the the parts that we can control all this you know what what's to do what, what do we do about it and that's that's kind of where i want to talk about three types of social conditioning for fear that we've that you we've seen we see in other people and then we see in ourselves it's three ways that we need to avoid it uh the first is the warrior? The warrior is again seen in ourselves and in others. This is this seems to be helpful. It seems to be a good thing because it's born out of a genuine care and concern for someone or for ourselves. But it gets it's become twisted to keep us from challenging ourselves, right? The the language we hear is like, "Oh, are you, are you sure that's a good idea? Oh, maybe maybe that's not you know maybe that's not quite up your up your quite up your alley. Maybe maybe you're not quite ready for that. Oh, are you? Is that going to turn out okay? Like." We use that language in ourselves and when we're talking to others and people use it for us. And we think we're being helpful. We think it's whether to ourselves or others, we, we think we're being good. We're, we're just, we're concerned about the person. Oh, is that a really thought about all that? It, you think this is a good path? Are you sure this, we, we, we start like planting these seeds of, of worry about the, the outcomes or the, the possible outcomes of a project or a goal that someone's setting, right? These are. This is such a small mindset, and we again, it seems so innocent. And now we're, we, you know, that's kind of a way we've social, socially conditioned fear to be a part of our lives, that is deep rooted with even in with our, even in this sort of emotional sense, regard or you know, separate from the physical way of looking at it. We've, we've. This is one of those really powerful and, and innocent ways we see it. Another way is what they call what they call the weakling. The weakling is sometimes. This is where we sometimes mistake a lack of ambition for like serenity and peace inner peace this is often this is often just weakness just pure weakness and laziness this is just someone refusing to put any effort we see this in in i mean in ourselves again or in others where we do anything that you know it's just because we're just lazy and we're just weak we don't want to try to put we don't want to put the effort in it but it seems like it's okay it's like ah oh, yeah, I really have this big goal, but I don't really want to do any of those big steps. And and that that's kind of a, a it's manifested through a little bit of fear because yeah, it's, we're afraid of the discomfort that it brings to kind of push ourselves you know, past our comfort zone, specifically when the fear holds us back because we're afraid of the effort, that's just being weak. And some people do that, you know, are, are those types of influences on us too, because they, you know, they kind of, and they just sort of, yeah, have this, this energy of weakness and not weakness in the sense that they're not capable, but just weakness. It's, it's just weakness from lack of growth, right? You can't, you can't be neutral. You can't be the idea. Yeah. You can't just be sitting still and, and, and be okay. You either have to move forward or you're going to naturally move backwards. That is just the way the universe works. That's the way all of nature works. It's a law of entropy, right? Anything that's not being actively maintained will actively fall apart. So that's where that weakness comes from comes in. It's just a, it's just an apathy. It's just something that we've inflicted on ourselves and it's, super dangerous the third one the third like socially conditioned form of 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 fear is what we call the wicked now this is something again like we see in ourselves and others but this is this is kind of the worst of the three and this is something that hopefully starts to trigger some thoughts on other past episodes where we talked about different characters and the archetypes um where we the, the wicked is when it's, this, it's a corruption of fear even further. This is what, when out of this fear that we feel or that a person feels, it leads a person to attack the freedoms of other people so that they can feel better, right? It, 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 it threatens a person if someone else is achieving something that they want to achieve because they're afraid of all the effort. Because they're afraid of all those things, they decide to take it out on other people and keep them and restrict them from feeling that freedom that they want so badly because they're afraid, right? These are the people i mean this happens sometimes like overbearing parents who keep their kids from doing things just because they are scared and it was something they always wanted to do but they they don't let their kid do it because they're afraid or this is the you know the boss who's afraid to you know takes away freedoms from an employee just because they're afraid of the success they might have from a special project or something like that this is you know this is just this manifests itself in so many ways and and again, it's this is kind of an extreme example or extreme thing, but yeah, it's something to avoid in ourselves as far as tearing down other people to make ourselves feel better, and also when we see that happening to us from other people, it's good to avoid that. And and the idea of these three kind of socially conditioned manifestations of fear, worrying, like the worrier, the weakling, and and the wicked, all these are are manifestations of 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 people because not everybody has the the power to choose freedom and to limit themselves. Or they don't even recognize or they do limit themselves because they don't recognize these, yeah, these these socially conditioned, and I don't want to say socially conditioned in the sense of that, oh, it's it's up to society, but it's something that we've created and they perpetuate that cycle by just living in it and not recognizing that it's a that it's a threat. This is a threat to the hero. This is a threat to the hero even leaving in the first place. If we talk about the hero's journey, the hero has to leave the ordinary world they have to leave the safety and the structure of what they are comfortable with but yeah you'll often see the warrior the weakling and the wicked you'll see all three of those forces against the hero and and i mention them in this order in this order because typically it's it goes from the most the, or it comes goes from like the the least extreme to the most extreme or the the most effective to the or the least effective to the most effective right the warrior would be something that you'd see in the the hometown or the home area of the hero right back in the ordinary world in his village or his town or with his friends you see people worrying they're not trying to cause him harm they're just worried about the outcome of him leaving and barking on the journey the weakling is now is the second piece it's a little bit more effective that's where yeah you see some lack of discipline whether in the hero himself or the opposition whether it's companions or just kind of adversaries that get in the way That's just trying to manifest or or force weakness on the hero and restrict him. And the wicked would be the embodiment of the, of the tyrant, the the evil power that the hero has to face because it's, it's not like at the end of the day. Yeah. You, if you want to let yourself be consumed by fear, that's great. But when it starts to cross the line and you inflict pain and you take away freedoms on other, from other people, just so you can feel more empowered. That's crossing the line. That's no longer just your business. That's the business of the hero to try to defend that. And so that's why these are three intense but, but totally real, uh, yeah, socially conditioned manifestations of, of fear. And we see this and hopefully start to recognize that in, in the language we use and the way we, we talk about fear and the way we address fear in our lives and in the lives of others. At the end of the day, this isn't to be, I don't want this to be all negative and, and, and you know, it, it, because we do have the choice to, to choose freedom and it's not easy, right? I'm not saying that any of this is easy. But if we refuse to do anything, we will start falling more, you know, becoming more of a victim to fear. You can't stay neutral. You can't stay a middle ground. You either have to choose to start being braver and stronger, or you're going to start feeling more afraid and worried about things. And that's the essence of of the hero, right? Is that they're willing to take the steps forward that nobody else is willing to do. They're willing to embark on the journey. They're willing to take take the steps forward to start that journey and start that cycle of learning and growth. Uh, the, the Roman philosopher Seneca said, is I think a quote that's just kind of phrases this all is he who is brave is free. That's it. And freedom isn't necessarily easy. Freedom isn't necessarily always, you know, a walk in the park. It's not always easily given. But hey, I think most people would choose to be free and sometimes deal with some fear a little bit along the way. But choosing to be brave rather than just not even facing fears and just living in this sense of fear all the time, fear and dread. He who is brave is free. I I believe that. And I think that is, again, that kind of goes back to what we've talked about in the previous episodes of of, uh, strength and honor, right? Having that strength and that dignity to face fear and allow that to give you the freedom that you deserve and that we all crave as people. So be brave.